0: Happy birthday, dear Walter. Happy
1: birthday to you. Hip, hip, hooray! thanks, James. But you know it's not my birthday, right? That was months ago. Remember? You got me the Lord of the Rings gift bundle. Amazing present, by the way. I I use a lot of those cards.
0: Yeah, I know. But I've decided to start celebrating half birthdays with more presents. Here, open this one. I think you'll really like it.
1: James, you really didn't need to get me a present for my half. Oh my god, it's a lot. Yep, and guess what?
0: I've got one too! Wanna play Jedi?
1: Hell yeah, it's the best half birthday
0: ever! (laughs) You know I made these myself? Really? That is very impressive. Yeah, and they actually work too. Watch.
1: Ah! James, you cut my hand off! Yeah, just like in the movies. You cut my hand off!
0: Maybe I should put a warning label on it, like, keep out of reach from children.
1: You're not even going to apologize for cutting my hand off? Right, well, I see what a good friend you are. You know what? Why don't we just complete this whole thing? Cut my other limbs off, chuck me in a volcano, and drape me in black leather. I don't want to be friends anymore. All
0: right. Give me the lightsaber back. You will not take her from me! Oh, nice you really nailed the whiny uh uh oh my god I've forgotten the actor's name now uh, Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. I was about to say Christensen Aiden <laughs> that's not him that's not him all I know about him as an actor is that he played Anakin I actually don't <laughs> know any of his other work
1: I know that he was in a film in about being like an insider in like a particular company and like betraying the company or something only because there's a part of the film where he says I have to take a dump and then they've <laughs> They've edited. There's this fantastic I'm edit. Assuming edit over Anakin. There's a fan, yeah. yeah, a fantastic edit online of Episode Three of Star Wars called like Revenge of the Sniff or something like that. I think <laughs> I've shown it to you before. And is this, ah, uh, oh yes, the suck. Yes, yeah, So there's <laughs> yeah. like a whole bunch of quotes from there that are fantastic. But one of them is that um, Anakin goes, <laughs> "Sorry, Padme goes, Annie, I'm pregnant," and it, Anakin smiles and goes, "I have I to take, take a dump. dump. <laughs> this is a happy moment." <laughs> Um, welcome to the Get Commanded podcast. It's the GCP brought to you by POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces to help you to have better games of Commander. I'm your host, Walt. And hello,
0: Commander players. I'm your other host, James. And I think we genuinely forgot we were recording a podcast <laughs> just,
1: just then. <laughs> I think we were recording a very different podcast. Yeah. The only you, we usually listen to.
0: Yeah, when we talk about movies and all that kind of good stuff. But look, I know we got to get to the actual podcast, but before we do, I did want to quickly highlight Palms Off Gaming. I know we say it at the start of every episode, but um, you guys might know because we've shouted it out before, but we are now with an affiliate program with Palms Off Gaming, and because we're very good friends with them, they are giving us a whopping fifth. discount to pass on to you guys. Mm -hmm. This is a huge percent discount. So you can go to palmsoffgaming.com.au forward slash hashtag GetCommanded, to get 15% off your purchase. The best thing about this um, whole web link as well, which will be linked in the show notes, is you're not only getting amazing card sleeves, binders, deck boxes, you're also supporting the Get Commander podcast. And that's yeah. that's what you're really doing it for, right? Not to just get the sick new blackout sleeves <laughs> that
1: they've released. You were going to buy the sleeves anyway, exactly. so you <laughs> might as well use our link and uh, and get yourself a sweet discount and support us at the same time. So it's palmsloffgaming.com.au forward slash... Hashtag get commanded. But we do have an incoming transmission here, so we better get to that. It's from the deep depths of the galaxy, from the Space Commanders. It's time to get commanded. In Magic the Gathering sets, mechanics
0: and commanders cannot ever be included thoughtlessly, as there are larger forces at play beyond limited. However... Some strategies in the commander formats are underdeveloped, and additional support may be needed in the form of new cards. Alright, theory. Mm-hmm. General theory. Yeah. The space commanders... Are actually Hasbro <laughs> and they own Wizards of the Coast and they're trying to up Wizards profits
1: and they just they're literally just asking us, us. <laughs> what 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 will sell what, off the shelves what will you idiots what, buy <laughs> <laughs> based on the fact that you idiots would buy it maybe everyone else would buy it as well
0: cuz we as two you know middle class white mid 20s <laughs> men represent the entire demographic of I mean, Magic the Gathering players look we represent a good chunk yeah, a of it good let's check, be real yeah.
1: Um, yes, okay, this is interesting, so, so they want to know what they can revisit in the future, so this is like a future thinking episode. I feel like this
0: is our Christmas wish list to WotC kind of thing, right? Basically, right? Yeah.
1: They specifically wanted, they wanted mechanics and they wanted commanders, so right. maybe that's the... We'll split it into we'll that. We'll split into two, so we've got our Christmas list lined up here, the first half will be mechanics we want them to revisit again, and, and the second half will be commanders, commanders
0: we want. Yeah. Or, like, commanders that fill a gap. So, yeah. we, we'll start with the mechanics. Okay. Um, just generally, I think the mechanics that we want to revisit to think about how what we're putting on our Christmas wish list, I think we should think about it in the context of Commander, obviously. Mm. We're a Commander podcast. Of course. Um, And I think the mechanics that we revisit could be the mechanics that add some juice to commanders that just aren't quite there yet. So, like, Mm. good in the 99 kind of thing. So, like, you know, maybe there are already legendary creatures that exist and that could be a functional commander, but then revisiting the mechanic in a set where the mechanic matters or something like that will help this become a viable strategy in commander. Or it could make a whole new... Strategy in Commander.
1: Oh, I have one that immediately comes to mind because Mm -hmm. I have attempted to brew with this mechanic before and there are, like, commanders that are fine to brew it with, Mm -hmm. but there are just not enough of the cards to put in the 99 that, like, the deck even works. Mutate.
0: Okay, so only been seen once ever in Ikoria. Ikoria, Layer of of Behemoths, Behemoths, or whatever
1: the full set name is. But yes, Ikoria in 2020 was the first and only time we had the mutate mechanic. Mm. This was the thing where you could pay an alternate casting cost for the creature. So
0: you're still casting it.
1: You're still casting it, but it mutates onto a creature that you already have. So it adds its uh, abilities and whatever it says on the card on top of whatever the creature you're mutating it onto is, and then depending on where you put it on the stack of mutate, it gets mm. the power toughness. So yeah, only so the if you... top card affects the power toughness. Yeah. But if you have a, like, let's, so for instance, there's a mutate creature that says, like, reach on it. Yeah. So if you mutate that onto your, like, 4-4 um, trampler on the ground... It has now reach on it. And there's usually like a thing that happens when you mutate. right? Yeah, whenever be like, this creature mutates, do, do this thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some really, really cool cards that have this mechanic, but there yeah, are just sure. like not enough that you can make a commander deck out of it. And the commander deck would be good. Well,
0: I know you've tried to brew this before, but I've been recently looking at it because I think it's a really cool commander. And mainly because... One of our good friends at Moltenon runs a CEDH um, commander deck with Vadrock at the helm, which is the...
1: The Jeskai the, one. The
0: Jeskai Mutate Legendary. It's it's only viable because it uh, combos with Chef's Kiss. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... Look, I'll just link Moltenon's video in the show <laughs> okay. notes so you can go check this so out. So we
1: don't have to explain how that works.
0: <laughs> but I was really curious and went on to Scryfall and looked up how many Mutate cards actually came out in Ikoria. Mm-hmm. 39. That's it's it.
1: not very many, and
0: it's in all colors too. Yeah. Like that's across
1: all colors of
0: magic, True. and so like Vadrok, for example, is just a one, uh, like one commander that you can run, and it's mm-hmm. only got three colors: it's red, white, blue. Yeah. So out of those thirty-nine, I'd have it a guess that maybe like. A fifth of those yeah. <laughs> would be blue. A fifth of them would yeah. be red. A fifth of them would be yeah, yeah, white. Yeah. So like you're really limited with what you can get. But like you're totally right. There are some really good cards with mutate. Like and they do the stuff that commander wants to do. Yeah. Like for example, migratory or migratory great horn. This mm-hmm. is the one that whenever it mutates, you search your library for a basic land and put it onto the battlefield tapped. So yeah. it's rampant growth every time it mutates.
1: Super sick.
0: Sea Dasher Octopus is mm-hmm. a curiosity kind of effect. Yep,
1: when it deals combat damage to a yep. player, you draw a card.
0: Oh, there's also another rule that I just randomly remembered. You mm-hmm. can't mutate onto humans. It That's has to right, be That's right, it's got to be a non human yeah. creature. Weird, yeah. Thing.
1: The thing that I tried to mutate <laughs> is a bit weirder, but there still weren't enough cards for it. It was a three color deck. It was, um, oh, what's his name? He's the, the frog rider, the Sultai card from, like... Oh, yeah. I what set with, he's even from. He's from um, Kamigawa? Kamigawa.
0: Neon Dynasty. Yeah. It um, starts so with a T. It's yeah. Sultai. he makes a toad.
1: He makes a toad called Kami. So he yeah. says, it, it, when an enchantment is the battlefield under your control... If you don't control a creature named Kami, whatever he's called, Kami Toad Lord or something, mm-hmm. create Kami Toad Lord that says whenever an enchantment is around under your control, each opponent loses a life, you gain a life. So the thing with mutate you can do here is if you mutate on top of Kami. Oh, he stops being legendary. No, no, he's he's a legendary. His name isn't Kami anymore because the name of the card is the top card on the mutate chain. Oh, it
0: totally is. That's very clever. So
1: then you can cast enchantments, and your commander says like, "Oh, you don't control a creature named Kami. Let's make another one." And every single one you make says, "When enchantments etb, drain your opponents." Oh, so
0: you're trying to go wide with mutates. Kind well, of thing, like mutate.
1: To, to then they get like an enchantment fall deck, like landfall, mm. but enchantments, because you'll play a bunch of enchantments, it's like, okay, now you lose three, lose three, lose three. That's or whatever. a cool
0: commander to brew that round. I never, th- I was just thinking of like Vadrok, decks and the ones we saw. The ones that saw. have mutate that are legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's, That's like really cool.
1: There's totally other commanders out there that you could play mutate in the 99 of. But yeah, when I tried to bu- brew this deck, this was three color, keep in mind, there's yeah. Soul Tides, it was green, blue, black. And
0: to be fair, green and blue, green and black, sorry probably had the most mutate cards that I saw on Scryfall. I'd say so, It was probably the most common.
1: And even then, by the time I cut the ones that straight up did, like, nothing... Like, because there are mutate cards, like, in any mechanic that they Mm. print, that are just, like, commons that suck. There's
0: one called, like, Porky Parrot, which I really liked the art of. I thought it was sick, but it also... It's, like, a mutate card that says tap it deals x damage where x is the number of times this creature is mutated yeah i'm like if i'm mutating something i'm probably going to want to swing with it yeah like
1: i don't want to be tapping it for stuff stuff like that was just pretty bad anyway like i I found by the time that i had like enough mutate creatures that i could mutate kami and enough enchantments that it would work the deck just straight up didn't work at all because the I needed more Mutate creatures, but when I was adding more Mutate creatures, I was making yeah. the deck so much worse because I was having to include Mutate creatures that just did nothing at all. Well, I was
0: thinking about like what we could do to make this mechanic better uh, mm-hmm. as well. If we were to go back to Ikoria or go to another, maybe we go to Lorwyn and lorwyn has got some Mutate stuff. Oh, yeah, That'd be cool. pretty cool. But like if we go back to Mutate, mm-hmm. I think that, there was a lot of cards in Ikoria that says whenever this creature mutates. Yeah. I would like a card, maybe an enchantment or an artifact that says whenever a creature mutates. Oh. So that way you can kind of go wide. Mm. Cuz one of the problems with mutate was it, you're investing all of these cards onto one stack of a creature. Yeah. And if it's your commander, we all know our commanders are lightning bolts for removal. Mm. It will just get removed and it's like your opponent's going a one for five. Yeah. Because they're re- they're using one removal spell on your stack of mutate creatures. Mm. And then there's a bunch of other weird things that you can do with it. Like if you flicker a mutate creature, the two card, like so let's say you've got a non-human and you've mutated once, mm-hmm. you flicker that it enters the battlefield again, but it enters as two separate creatures. Yeah. It doesn't re-enter as a mutate they not stack. mutated anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, look, even if they just revisited a mechanic like um, one that didn't exist at the time that they were making this, but is common now, Ward. Oh,
0: yeah. a Bit of protection on yeah, top of a mutate creature. just like a creature. couple of
1: mutate creatures that said Ward mm-hmm. or Shroud or something. That would also make it more viable to go all in on something because you'd have a little bit of like a plan of like, oh, no, it's pretty well protected. Yeah. It's not just going to die to a Chaos Ward. Flop, I'd know.
0: also really like, like, you know, one mutate creature that says whenever this creature dies, return a non-human from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, yeah. Like loop so, them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That could work really well. Can make, make like a sacrifice loop. Maybe if there was a legendary creature that did that. So you could mm. specifically sacrifice your commander to return something else to mutate your commander back on top that sounds of. That That's super fun. It, it Because you're still casting it from the command zone, mutate mm. also incurs command attacks. Yeah. So I think even including things that you can loop with your commander, it's pretty safe because you're still casting it from your command zone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I yeah, yeah, Mutate. I think mutate's a cool one. There, there's something that recently came out, um, a mechanic in the Doctor Who sets mm-hmm. that I thought was really cool. You've not played much of the Doctor Who though, have you?
1: I've seen the game nights, and that's about the extent of my yeah. interaction with it. Yeah. I
0: just unboxed my two pre-cons, but oh, I played okay. with the pre- I've played with other people's precons a couple of times. Yeah, I've
1: seen you in the games a couple of times. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, there's a mechanic called Villainous Choice that I think
1: was awesome.
0: It's similar to Will of the Council, you Mm -hmm. know, the voting thing from, oh, was it Uh, Ravnica? Conspiracy originally, I think? Yeah, and I think it also then came back in the original Ravnica block. Oh, okay. But
1: but Villainous Choice, this, this was the one where basically like, Either I get something or you lose something, right? That was the villainous. Yeah, that it's you always
0: follow. good for me. I mean, yeah. depleting you of resources or, or gaining a benefit.
1: So I know, like the 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 commander that did this is Davros, yes, right?
0: The Dalek creator himself.
1: Yes, and he says at the beginning of the end step, if someone's one of your opponents has lost three or more life this mm-hmm. turn. Um, they face a vis- villainous choice, mm-hmm. which is either they discard a card or you get to draw a card.
0: Which is so cool as a mechanic. So I, strong too. Yeah, and like th- the other cool thing that I really liked about the set was they kind of played into this loss of three life matters thing, Yeah, which I really liked. So it's like a super powered Sig, River Cutthroat. Mm. When you think about it, it's like, you know, if, if you get that damage through and Daleks, by the way, are three threes with Menace. Yeah, so
1: that's the way you're supposed to yeah. get through for sure. Get
0: the Daleks through and then Davros can kind of... Cap- take control but like in the entirety of the doctor who set which Mm. by the way there was enough cards in there to make a full magic the gathering set four commander decks basically mean full set that's that's how many cards they're designing Mm -hmm. 12 of them had villainous choice
1: that's not very many it's
0: not a lot and i see why though because the commander decks are meant to be pulled apart and brewed yeah like outside and you know with other things so Mm -hmm. you could make a villainous choice Deck because there's Davros, there's also um, Missy, uh, the other alternative commander in that deck. There's mm-hmm. also the Master Gallifrey's End and the Valyard, which are all kind of really cool Grixis commanders or Rakdos commanders that you could build around with this. But mm-hmm. I think just generally, like the whole making your opponent choose what happens is one of those really fun commander decks where it's like, well, you can't be mad because you get to choose. <laughs> like, you could just say, I don't want to do the bad thing and get me the value. Yeah. But you can't blame me for drawing that many (laughs) cards. I just really liked it. So I was looking at like, okay, if I was to build this if I was to use Davros as the commander at the Mm -hmm.
1: helm... So Grixis.
0: How would I build it? And it was basically just like, oh, protect the shit out of Davros and maybe just put in, like, a lightning bolt (laughs) and stuff like that. Like, just get them to make the villainous choice over and over and over again until you can kind of win with, like, the little board state you have. Yeah. So just pack it full of board wipes, protect Davros like hell, Mm -hmm. and kind of just slowly overrun your opponents. Yeah. Pretty brutal deck, but... I thought it was like a fun kind of idea. Yeah, um, but like, definitely. Yeah, there's heaps of things that you can do, and also Will of the Council is a really fun mechanic as well.
1: Oh, they could definitely bring back Will of the Council. Mm. I think it's like made for multiplayer format. Yes, and it makes the, it's interesting. It's kind of like the Monarch. I I don't think it's quite as fun as the Monarch. I would personally argue. I don't it know. doesn't
0: end the game like the Monarch does. It's Monarch really encourages the end of the game to
1: come. Once you've played against like a Tivit deck as well that is all about voting, you realize that the voting is kind of always rigged. It's like expropriate, right? Like no one, you you never lose with expropriate. Whereas like Monarch has a sort of element of risk to it that I like, which is like Mm. if you deploy Monarch early and you're like, maybe I can keep this for a couple of turns and someone just straight away takes it from you with like a 1-1 flyer, has like a propaganda on their field, you're like, man, I've just given that person like 10 cards over the rest of the game. Whoops. Whoopsie, yeah. 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 But, you like, you know, when you cast Expropriate, you don't lose anything. No, it's like, I've never oh, no. heard a
0: story of Expropriate and the guy that casts Expropriate goes, oh, my opponents
1: just picked really well. <laughs> like, <laughs> they really... Do. Damn, all, like, someone... all I got was an extra turn and three more permanents. This sucks. What a shit spell. <laughs> it's like, have
0: you ever heard a Tivit player cast Tivit and go, "Ah, I really could have used something else other <laughs> than... Ramp and card draw. (laughs) It gives you treasures and clues.
1: Oh no, don't give me
0: clues. They only give me cards. Don't don't give me treasures. That just gives me more (laughs) mana to recast Tivit later. If you remove Tivit, I've made two treasures anyway because I vote twice, so it just pays for the command attacks (laughs) Uh, anywho.
1: I want to see more of the voting cards where the voting matters more. They've gotten better at this, I think. Where it's like, it
0: could be very detrimental for the player that cast it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a card... Is there a card in the Doctor Who set where you like secretly choose a vote? There's totally one in the Chaos deck, I think. Where you mm, yeah, each I think player secretly votes, and then you reveal the votes, and like someone gets domed for three times the number of times that thing got voted. And
0: then someone gets to draw a card if they received no votes or something. If they
1: vote for the particular thing, you draw like five cards. Oh, so you draw some number of cards. It's bizarre. But like, yeah, if you're Oh, you discard your hand and then draw a certain... Mm. I think it's a wheel. But, like, yeah, the risk is, like, oh, if if there are people who don't wheel, they might take, like, nine or Mm. 12 or something. And so there's, like, actually an element of, like, what are other people going to vote for? What should I vote for? Like, I like when that is the element of the voting, and I would be so happy to see more of that.
0: I would love to revisit, like, the whole mechanic in, like, a main set, like we were kind of saying. Will of the Council, just, yeah. like, yeah, in will a set. Will of the Council, even if it was, like, Will of the Council and Villainous Choice, because I think they're kind of comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of making your opponents make a decision. Yeah. I really like those mechanics because I, I would like there to be a commander or maybe even just cards that say whenever your opponents make a choice, like, whenever, you, whenever your opponents choose something... You get to do something, or mm. they get to choose again, or every player that gets to vote votes twice, or something like that.
1: I like the sound of that because also there are cards on them that say like target opponent choose chooses two, two. like yeah. like um even like um
0: flame of or the new is it yeah, burn yeah. spell it says choose two yeah all cards like that you can either draw two discard two deal five damage or destroy a target artifact I think the other mode yeah. is yeah so like. Anytime you have a modal spell and you mm. have to choose something, yeah, if there's a kind of revisit to voting and people choosing stuff, maybe the voting and choosing thing could be a fun
1: thing to play out. Well, I was thinking even with the choosing, you know, you could have cards like, um, like FAF, Fact or Fiction. That says, oh, like, choose. So you could stack true. your cu- deck full of cards that give your opponent a choice. They don't have to be Will yeah. of the Council, but you could have, like, cards like Hostile Negotiations is the new black sick. fact or fiction. That would be a super sweet deck. Uh, and the seventh Doctor from the new Doctor Who set uh-huh. also
0: has, like, a weird choice thing involved. Right. Um, whenever... I think whenever you attack, or whenever the doctor attacks, uh-huh. you basically put a card from your hand face down, yeah, and your opponent chooses whether it's a higher CMC than the amount of artifacts you control, or a lower CMC than the amount of artifacts control. Right. If they get it, r- if they get it right, you don't have to reveal the card, um, but you can draw a card. So it's like okay. a free card draw, but then there's also if they get it wrong, you can cast the card. So Whoa. it's just this like kind of wild like, and the other thing is you can pair it with like a bunch of the Doctor's companions that make clues or uh-huh. you know investigate, make treasures, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's this kind of fun little game you can play with yourself of like oh, maybe I should sack a bunch of treasures down so I can sneak this low drop into play. (laughs) Or maybe I should build up my treasures to try and trick my opponent and sneak this 11 drop into play. That's fun. Cool mechanic.
1: You can't feel bad about that. No,
0: and I also love the Moxfield names that come up when people build decks like this. Like, you did this to yourself,
1: dot deck. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, I reckon a mechanic I'd like to see again. We've kind of seen it intermittently... In very, like it pops up on cards and often commander cards, like individually, mm. but it's n- not been given like a set in a while. Phasing? Oh,
0: yeah, like a Phasing Matters set would be really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we've seen it pop up in standard sets. Like, yeah, well, we, we got have the Phasing um, of Zalfir. Slip out the back. Slip out the, the back's pretty one. good. Yeah, like so they're, they're clearly willing to use it as a thing, mm. but yeah, it would be good to g- give it like some time in the sunshine and yeah, maybe like. Some cards that care about whether things have phase. Like whenever a thing you control phases in, do this.
0: Yeah. You know, that'd be really cool. I will say that Theo has started, my partner started brewing a commander called. Mm, excuse me, nearly burped. Um, King of the Oathbreakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the Lord of the Rings legendary creatures. It's a... This oars the of...
1: black-white one, yeah. Yeah,
0: and it says whenever a spirit you control phases in, create a 1-1 spirit. Okay. But it also says whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, phase out. It phases uh... out. So basically the whole point of the deck is that you kind of target your own spirits to phase them out to make a board full of spirits and then Mm. win with like an anthem or spirit
1: type effect.
0: It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a
1: very fun design. There's
0: also some really old weird cards from like you know 4th and 5th edition that say target any number of creatures you control yeah, and, and suddenly it's like speed.
1: Phase out your entire board. <laughs> it's like weird
0: old style Teferi's Protection with this commander. <laughs> I don't actually know what the rest of the text on those cards does because the only reason they're in Theo's deck is it's just
1: because they say choose any number yeah, of yeah, probably, target any. It's, it's probably wild. like um each of them is now a golem until end of turn, like it's like completely irrelevant. Text. Cards, yeah. that's so funny.
0: I will say that phasing is one of the mechanics that we could safely revisit for commander as well, because like you said, we've we've seen it intermittently. Like cards like Teferi's Protection, yeah, super Ro- commonly played. Yeah, Robe of Stars as well is yeah. that new equipment that you can pay one and a white, and it the equipped creature phases out. Yeah, that sees a ton of play now. Is like mm-hmm. a
1: protection for your commander.
0: Yeah, I think that we could revisit this without, like, breaking new players' brains. No.
1: I think it would work really well in a standard set as well because we've seen phasing used... Like, I think the original times phasing came up was because it was about... Um, like planeswalkers phasing out planes, right? Like planes mm. of existence were phasing in and out. Like that—that that lends itself so well to storytelling in Magic story. Yeah. Like it would be very, very easy to to conceive of a standard set that's like, yeah, it's about the phasing of these two planes and yeah. what that happens. What happens to the plane because of the phasing that happens there? Like that's that would be a really cool set.
0: Great storytelling opportunity too. You could like yeah. have. Two, you could set a Magic set. Set a Magic set. You could have a Magic set <laughs> yeah. set on two planes and like yeah. have them mix and mingle and phase
1: in and out of each other they could bring back the block structure and have that oh, over two sets can instead we of please one please bring back the block structure <laughs> I want to see two two set blocks would be cool I yeah. understand like three set blocks people were like it's too long we get bored of it after a while two set blocks could be really cool especially for these big story beats they've been writing these we, days
0: we did have two sets for the ones on Innistrad Crimson and vow and midnight hunt. That's true. We could see something like that. That again. was a wedding. <laughs> and we had a multi interdimensional planar disaster mm-hmm. and a warfare that spread across every plane of existence. Yeah. And we got one set. Yeah. Oh, and an epilogue set with boosters that had five cards yeah, in
1: it. Half as many cards as a regular set. Yeah. We could totally get back to two set structures.
0: Definitely. Especially if we're like, you know, the story of magic is getting us so epic, like yeah. multi planar, dimensional warfare, mm. that kind of stuff. Well,
1: you headed here first, Wizards, with that uh, Christmas list. Two sets. Two sets in a block structure S- and all the mechanics of Specifically obviously. back on Kaldheim. 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 There were yeah. so many untapped,
0: like, story things. That could have been done with Kaldheim. Back to Kaldheim, let's do it. All right, next on the Christmas wish list, uh-huh. I would like to revisit Extort. Mm. specifically I, I know that there is already like life gain life drain commanders mm. uh, like Asterion from Baldur's Gate is yep. b- ridiculous you know even ca- like you know Taser Karlov yep. that new one that just got previewed for Ixalan is also kind of wild it makes 4-3 oh. demons
1: when you sacrifice something the first time you gain 2 the second time every, each opponent loses 2 the third time you make a 4-3 flyer. yeah With it's crazy it's yeah, yeah, yeah. cracked but like so th- we should explain what extort is quickly. Yeah, totally true. So when you cast, if you have something with extort on your battlefield, when you cast a different spell, any spell, any can, spell,
0: and, yeah, artifact, creature, instant, sorcery, whatever,
1: you can you pay uh, hybrid Orzhov, so either white or black, mm-hmm. and each opponent loses a life and you gain a life.
0: Yeah, which in one v one situations is kind of like air. Eh, yeah. But in um in th- four player, yeah. you actually gain the amount of life lost, so you oh. gain three life. I'm pretty you sure really? that's how extort works, right? Oh, okay. Or am I completely misreading I mean, this? look,
1: even if it's not the case, the fact that you are effectively bolting in terms of the amount of damage you're doing, it's like a bolt yeah. around the table, right? It's the, it's the equivalent of it. But yeah, extort is so cool, and there's some very, very, very playable and common extort cards that we do see, like Blind Obedience. Yeah, Crypt, you know? Crypt Another ghast really is great one. Great. Yeah, this is the one that makes you swamp step for double mana. And uh, Extort's really cool, by the way. This is like the one exception to the rule of like looking at the text box of a card and looking for the mana symbols and that telling uh, you what the commander yeah. color identity is. Extort is in the reminder text. So you can play a white creature. Like there's a creature, I forget what it's called, but for one and a white, I think it's called Syndic of Tithes or Tithes or something. It's for one and a white. You get a creature that just is a 2-2 that says extort on it. Mm. You can play that in a mono white deck, a blue white deck, wherever you want to play it. It doesn't have to be white and black.
0: Yeah. So, for like, you know, if you're running a mono white commander, yeah. you can still run... Blind Obedience, which is yeah. a mono white card, but it has Extort, even yeah. though it can be played uh, paid for with black mana, it's not in the rules
1: text. It's so in therefore the reminder it, text. Yeah. It's so weird. But yeah, it's legal. It's cool.
0: I, I just Googled it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. I was right. You, oh, yeah. you gain life equal to the life lost, oh, life lost this that way. That is so good. So you gain three and your opponents lose one. That's yeah. like...
1: For one mana. Well, and again, it's like a bolt around the table, right? Because it's yeah. each opponent. Yeah, this Extort is so strong. You You see it played and you're like, ah this looks okay and then someone does it like four times in one turn they cast like like three two drops and just pay one extra for each of them and it's like I just lost four and they just gained 12
0: that seems ridiculously high value and there's also like we have, just thinking about it, there is a card from Nuka Penna. So mm. that's like a year ago. No, two years ago? A uh, year ago? A year sounds. ago. Oh, who even knows anymore? <laughs> Since 2020, I forgot what year it is. I know, right? <laughs> but, um, sorry, the life insurance card mm. from Nuka Penna, it's like a whenever a creature your opponent controls dies, you create a g- treasure, treasure or gold? It's a treasure I'm treasure, pretty sure, yeah. And it also has extort on it. Yeah. And it's just like a pretty cool mechanic that you could just slap on to any relatively decent card to make it a little bit more powerful there's also an incredibly cool top end which i've always wanted to play around because i have one in my collection but i've never found a deck for it Mm -hmm. it's called pont or pontiff of Blight or Blight of Pontiff? I've
1: I've just put this into my Aristocrats deck, my Mardi Aristocrats deck. This is the six mana creature that says, Creatures you control have Extort. Yes. And so basically, Extort is kind of like Exalted, where it, it. stacks right yes so if you cast a spell and each of your creatures has extort you could pay let's let's say you have five creatures you could play hybrid orzov five times and each opponent loses five and you gain 15 it's kind of nuts and that's just from casting one spell
0: yeah and it's it's basically like taxing yourself but giving yourself so much other value from it yeah i mean you could like storm off and do this if you have like a way to you know and there's also like I think it would be, like, cool for those combo players that are looking for ways to win with infinite mana. Mm. Like, if you can infinite mana cast reiterate combo yeah. and infinite mana pay for extort, you win the game. That's fun. That's pretty cool, right? It's That's a, a cool combo. It's a fun win con for yeah. sure for infinite mana, yeah. I think I think there's like a deck strategy that could be built around extort if yeah. we had more cards that did it. Because yeah, the only cards that are playable are Blind Obedience and Crypt Ghast. Tithe Drinker is one that yeah. I see a bit of play. Yeah. But like Ponza Blight, I think you could play that in your mardu list you you're generating quite a bit of mana and you're kind of a grindy deck you want to mm-hmm. last for a long time yeah but i can i never found a deck for pontiff of blight yeah is it pontiff of blight or Pont Blighteth?
1: pontiff of blight right okay yeah yeah
0: i've had that in my head completely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't remember what it was called Happens it's the best of us but it's also like a three seven body as well uh, yeah memory. it's a weird creature
1: i think it's definitely the the thing that extort has going forward that some of the mechanics we've mentioned so far don't is that it's very easy i mean we saw with life insurance it can mm. just be snuck into a commander product very easily yes so they can just like this this is one that doesn't necessarily need to have a set of extort cards no. they they could just go all right every third commander deck that comes out will just like chuck an extort chuck card a in a couple there. of cards in there here yeah and there. yeah put in a life gain deck it's right. sweet
0: Next on the Christmas
1: list, uh huh. I want to shout out a mechanic that I think people are sleeping on, one hundred percent, which is Melee. Oh yeah. This is um the card that I play with Melee is Adriana, Captain of the Guard, which is admittedly one of the better versions oh, of it. That's the legendary
0: Boros Commander that says creatures you control have Melee, yeah. right? Yeah. So
1: Melee is a mechanic that says when a a creature with Melee attacks, for each other creature you attack, uh, each other player you attacked this combat the creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So the th- the really great thing about this for Commander is it incentivizes swinging wide. Yeah. It's like the very
0: Boros thing, right? So you could get plus three, plus three yeah. if you're swinging at all of your opponents. Across
1: the board. And Adriana Captain of the Guard is like probably the best version of this because it gives your other creatures melee as well. Mm. So yeah, when Adriana... When you swing, and even if Adriana doesn't swing, if it's on the board and you swing at your three opponents, yeah, everything gets plus three plus three. Well, it can be a
0: win con in the right deck. One one soldiers effectively can be read as three three soldiers in combat.
1: That's or four fours.
0: Yeah, four fours. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Really? Wow, good. That's, yeah, if you're swinging at all three opponents, it gets plus three plus three. Base power one one, yeah. Four, four. James can do math, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they've um they've actually recently added a one off one of these that I've been meaning to pick up for a while. I forget what mm-hmm. it's called. It's called like Sky Knight. Legionnaire, I might be remembering wrong. It's like Sky Knight something that says it's got Lieutenant, the, another mechanic, which would be cool to see again. Yeah, which that's is the, the one at
0: the beginning of combat. If you control your commander, do what the Lieutenant ability says. Yes, there's yeah. like
1: one card that doesn't do it at the beginning of combat, but most of them say at the beginning of combat, yeah. blah, blah. Um, This one says, Lieutenant, if you control your commander, creatures you control have melee.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. But it's a
1: three-mana body. So Adriana's five, which is probably fair. So paying three to get plus three, plus three across the board is pretty great.
0: I'd like to see the whole... Because I think... The the um conspiracy set had monarch had
1: melee yeah. had a
0: lot of this stuff. I'd reckon we should just revisit that whole kind of
1: way of playing multiplayer magic. Yeah, just like a multiplayer specific set. Yeah, like, like a one off, like not a commander product and not, not a commander masters, no. not that
0: kind of stuff. Because yeah, the commander masters draft environment is, in my opinion, getting better every single time they do it. Yeah, commander masters um. Two No. Oh, commander Legends. Commander Legends yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was the draft environment. They've effectively done
1: three Commander draftable sets now. Yeah. Right? They've done Commander Legends... Commander Legends, B- Battle for Baldur's Gate, and Commander Masters, and all of those were draft environments for Commander, right? And they're getting so much better.
0: Like, the, yeah. the addition with um, Commander Masters being able to pair, or basically monocolored legendary creatures and planeswalkers having partner yeah. made the draft environment so cool. I yeah. really liked that. But, yeah, if we really visited a multiplayer set that kind of cared about Monarch, cared about Malay, cared about all yeah. of these kind of, like... Caring that you have more than one opponent, Mm. I think we'd get some really cool interactions where we could get cards that say, at the end step, if you attacked all of your opponents because remember yeah. if like, you have an opponent that got knocked out then you've got two opponents you've got two people to swing at That's it good. says like if you attacked all of your opponents you get to draw a card or something like yeah. that it really incentivizes you to swing out and swing aggressively at all
1: players I mean at this point are we happy to just say we want to see Conspiracy 2 Electric Boogaloo yes one <laughs> hundred. I would 100% be happy to just see Conspiracy 2 and just yeah chuck it full of mechanics that care about more than one opponent yeah. on. Court. Encore even Encore would be sick Love the Encore mechanic From Commander Legends Your Arami
0: deck Is one of your favourites
1: Oh yeah Absolutely It's it's just so fun It's like You can't feel Too bad about it You know Because you have to have A certain number of opponents Like Mm. it gets worse As your opponents Get eliminated True I I like mechanics That care about Your opponents Staying in the game
0: Imagine combining Melee creatures With Encore
1: because yeah. you would
0: have to attack with... That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. 100%. I do think we've got, like, commanders that care about attacking already. Like, you can think of, like, Wolf, uh, Wolfgar of Icewind Dale yeah. and Ishen, Two Heavens as One. Mm-hmm. All of these commanders, like, double attack triggers. So, yeah, if you've yeah, got, yeah. like, um, Exalted... That stuff doubles. Yeah, that incentivizes you to attack. What I really want here is incentivized to go wide. Yeah, and, I and think attack melee, multiple opponents. You've got you got the nail on the head. Melee is the right way to go for that. Yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, even like, what's the um, Boros legend? Uh, what's it, Nahiri, that cares about attacking... You draw a card for each opponent you attacked this turn with uh, an equipped yeah. creature or something. And then something? you can
0: pay... I think it's a white mana to unequip an equipment and give it indestructible yeah. Till end of
1: turn. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not
0: Akiri slinger. That's the one that gets no. a power creep. I
1: think it's Nahiri. Oh, look, I can't recall no, exactly. No, Akiri. Akiri. Akiri.
0: I think it's Nahiri's
1: sister? Maybe? Who Cousin? Who knows? most th- oh. related... Mum, she's core. Is is Nahiri a core? Yeah, person? yeah. yeah oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. That's why they got person. like the
0: the porcelain yeah, gray skin. Yeah, very cool design. Yeah, I, yeah. I like
1: Zendikar as a yeah. set. We've visited it enough but yeah it's a cool a place to go, definitely well we've talked about a lot of mechanics and it's been going for quite a while already i reckon it might be time for a thrifty interlude,
0: yeah, thrifty interlude. so
1: we've got lots of stuff to talk about including all those legendary creatures that we want mm. to see for our commander decks but before that we're gonna hear a little something about a thrifty card and as is tradition I will be performing a monologue. And this week, it's the Cowled Merchant with some new wares. James, would you like to read the card we're featuring this week?
0: I sure would. Another mechanic on this card that we could totally revisit mm. was in Icoria, but we could go back there again. I mean, it's been three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's Edge of Autumn. For one and a green, you get a sorcery. That's the mechanic I want to revisit. Sor-
1: <laughs> you do not want to revisit sorcery speed again, you liar. Instant.
0: Actually, there was a new very off um, subject thing. There was a new card spoiled today for
1: um, a new artifact for Ixalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a
0: one and a black, and you can tap and sacrifice, I think, an artifact creature or something else to draw a card. To draw a card. card. I saw this, but it's only as a sorcery. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, this looks sick. Only as a sorcery. Never mind. (laughs) I don't care. James yawned when he wrote that line of text. Never mind. Threw it in the bin. (laughs) Um, Edge of Autumn. It's one and a green for a sorcery. If you control four or fewer lands, search your library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle. And it also has cycling, sacrifice a land.
1: Finding yourself foggy and wistful and wish these cold months would just come to an end. Even worse, are you finding yourself living in that future time rather than the here and now? Introducing time itself. I suppose I've introduced that before. Scratch that. Introducing the knowledge that time is constant and variable. All times can be now in the human subjective experience of anti-chronological phenomenology, even next month! But you knew that. What you didn't know is that all times are accessible from this current moment if you give your mind a moment to slow down. Slow down! Live in the future and leave your body in the now, like when you're really sad. Or when you're really happy. I don't know. Imagine that everything you do is meaningful, but you don't understand why yet. Anyway, it'll be autumn soon. Oh no! I- imagine you're a huge, flightless bird! That's way more amusing! For me, get budgeted!
0: <laughs> you know what I really like? We got more Thrifty Thursday's law here. Uh-huh. It's confirmed that he progresses through time chronologically, because he's already referenced and the fact that he's introduced time itself uh-huh. already
1: and he knows us as an audience mm. i think there's some lore to be uncovered here <laughs> i think i think he experiences it chronologically but i think he can jump anywhere he wants cuz he he's, he's everywhere across the the multiverse
0: is it like kind of like a doctor who river song thing where they meet where we and the cowed merchant meet out of order <laughs> and it's like a bit of a
1: someday we'll witness his birth yeah <laughs> no basically yeah um <laughs> If you enjoyed that, you can uh, experience those in text form every Thursday when they're released in the Greensboro Commander Community Discord server in the Thrifty Thursdays channel. That server is linked in the show notes.
0: Yeah, and it's a good place to hang out with all of us and our friends and talk about Commander, which is the second half of our Christmas wish list. Yes,
1: we want some legendary creatures, planeswalkers, vehicles, backgrounds, any... Any of those various things that can go in the command zone. Wow, just realizing you
0: run that string of stuff, I'm like usually when you explain commander, you go, right. Commander is a, a version of magic where you build around one legendary creature, yep. but there totally are many <laughs> things that you can have in your um, command zone. It's now. true.
1: At least backgrounds mean that one of your commanders is an actual legendary That's creature. That's true. And planeswalkers and
0: vehicles have to have that line of text on them it's that says, true. this can be your commander. Yeah. Whack. Weird. Anyway. I, um, yes. I've got, I've got one that uh-huh. I immediately thought of, cause I've been wanting to play around with this mechanic for ages. Yeah. But, bloody Wizards of the Coast started spoiler season for the Fallout Commander decks (laughs) and ruined my whole thing yeah I want an Energy Commander oh and lucky me (laughs) Fallout New Vegas no whatever the Fallout the Fallout
1: Commander sets decks that they're doing we're getting
0: basically Fallout decks like they did with Doctor Who and
1: like with Warhammer 40k like the Commander decks themed around a non-magic IP with magic cards in them have you ever played Fallout? No.
0: Neither have I. No. My partner's obsessed with it. And yeah. I know one of our listeners, Brad, is a huge Fallout fan. He's still playing the mobile game that they wow. brought out like years ago. Okay. And got like big for a bit. And I think he's probably one of four that are still playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Massive multiplayer game. <laughs> uh-huh. Four people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,. I mean, look at this. You know, you're like fingers on the pulse when you think to yourself, like, "Man, we haven't seen this in a while," and then wizards do it, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I was right. I was right." <laughs> uh, but Me it and also Gavin hurts. <laughs> Best mates. It hurts for an death. episode that we were lining up about things we want to see, and then it's like, oh no, we're seeing it. This also <laughs> this also shows
0: how far advanced we're recording our episodes. Too. I...
1: Shh, don't, don't tell us. Secret. But yes, I have Energy just pulled... commander. Yeah, I have sure. just
0: pulled the spoiler up. Uh-huh. Um, it's Dr. Madison Lee. Okay. Um, it's a guy commander, blue, red, and a white, three mm-hmm. mana, which is actually pretty good for the amount of lines of text on it. Uh-huh. It's a human scientist... Scientist is a cool creature type that I want yeah. to see more of. Because Davros is a scientist as well. Oh. Maybe we could do like a Universe scientist is Beyond type-le. <laughs> scientist type deck. Helmed anyway. by
1: Albert Einstein. No,
0: Brilliant. Uh, that would be uh, hilarious.
1: <laughs> universe is within uh. Earth. <laughs>
0: um, it's a 2-3. Uh-huh. It's got a bunch of text on it, but it says uh-huh. whenever you cast an artifact spell, you get an energy. Uh-huh. You can tap it, pay an energy. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains trample and haste until end of turn. Okay. It also has... Tap it, pay three energy, draw a card. Cool. It also has tap it and pay five energy. I had to count the amount of energy. I know <laughs> they put they, they lay them out in a row. Yeah, don't they? five yeah. energy. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. That is a cool energy commander.
1: That's fun. I mean, it's not giving you any energy, right? So you you, You have to... This is the pain. No,
0: whenever you cast an artifact spell, get an energy. So it's incentivizing like a Jeskai... Jeskai artifacts? Yeah. That sounds fun. That does sound really cool.
1: I know nothing about how flavorful or on point it is, but that seems like a great commander. But like, how many energy
0: commanders have you ever seen? I mean, zero. Zero. Aside from this one. Now, um, one. 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 (laughs) I've seen one. But like... The Aether Revolt set was the set Mm. that we got. It was set on Kaladesh with all the the um, Aether-born creatures, but also the Aether is like the energy. I believe the... The Kaladeshians convert mana into Aether, which is okay. like their, the thing they use to pilot all their or fuel all their yeah, vehicles and yeah, creations right. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And there were 71 cards that cared about energy, made energy, or used energy from the set.
1: Wow, so that this is already a significant up on the numbers we looked at for like Mutate, for instance. Yeah. This is do- like double the number of cards Mutate has.
0: Exactly, but there was no real viable... I guess you could be like, I'm going to play Atraxa. Energy, that's just boring. Because oh, yeah. you can I mean, proliferate you can do tr- energy counters.
1: But the, the problem is, that, like... It's boring to use a commander that could do so many other things.
0: And do so many other things better than yeah. it does energy.
1: Like Atraxa, so you can build a proliferate deck, you can build an infect deck, you can build a planeswalker deck. All of those work because it just says proliferate on mm-hmm. them. It's much more interesting brewing around a legend that specifically cares about the thing. So yeah, I, I mean, great that they've printed one, Yeah, but I want to see more energy commanders and maybe just more energy in general. I know I- we've already talked about mechanics, but I'd be happy to see it again.
0: I'd be happy to see it again too. I think if you are to print a legendary that cares about energy you would probably need to up that 71 cards because like yeah, 71 is, again is across all five colors mm, so Guy, I assume that in the fallout decks will get 50
1: cards or something but it will get more yeah, of them yeah exactly I, it's probably the kind of thing that needs maybe the fallout decks will do it but yeah it's, the, it's like the cycling deck they made as part of Commander 2020, right? Like, they had a, a couple of reprints of the cycling cards, but they also just added a bunch of new ones because they were like, mm. look, we can give you a, a cycling commander, but in order for you to have some tools to play with, you're going to need a few more cards.
0: Mm. You could also play Edge of Autumn in that deck as well.
1: A, a- Oh, no, you couldn't because that'd be illegal. It's a Sky deck. Oh, you totally <laughs> can.
0: But <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, when, when you're talking about when we revisited cycling for Icoria. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. We, yeah, could, yes, could, we could, could bring that back, yeah. 100%. But, like, I think the the reason why I want energy as a commander mm-hmm. is because I've, I've talked quite a lot about how Magic the Gathering at heart is a resource management game. Yeah. And energy is just one more resource to manage. Yeah. It's, like, another thing that, you know your opponents can't deplete it. Mm. It's really hard for your opponents to deplete. So you have to manage your energy resources quite well for like, I'm building them up or using them now. And I think that commander that we just looked at, that scientist that we looked at, was a really good example. Like you can tap it and pay one energy to do a little thing. Yeah, Or you can tap it to reanimate something and spend Mm. a lot more energy. Or three energy to draw a card, yeah. I kind of like how that... Plays out in a commander game because it's like, mm. oh, I could go really quick and fast with little bits of energy and yeah. kind of shoot little sparks. Or I could save it up and try this like turn twelve mm. explosion win the game on turn twelve kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I like energy as well as a mechanic that yes, it's something you have to keep track of, but also it's something you're keeping track of that your opponents can see. Yes, so, so they might not necessarily know your lines and know how you're going to get energy and how much you're going to spend. You could be like,
0: oh, you've got a lot of counters. Yeah, they can just
1: look over and be like, okay, you've got 20 energy there. Like, I've got to do something about yeah. this because I know your deck is built to utilize this resource. Mm. So I like it being public knowledge in that. Way, But yeah, yeah I sure. think that
0: would be a sick... A mechanic to revisit. But yeah, legendary creatures that care about energy. Yeah. Maybe we just go back to Kaladesh. Maybe this wish list is actually just what sets we <laughs> want to revisit and what planes. You
1: know, our new two-block structure wizards. We yes. told you, two-block structure. It's also something we'd like. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, A commander I want. I really want to see... There's a bunch of these already, but none of them are good. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I want to see a spirit-type commander but that does the things that spirits do.
0: Because we just spoke about the fact that Theo's built that phasing spirit type. Yeah. Ladder, but that's
1: not really a spirity thing. It's not so... So, like, having looked at this a bunch of times myself and attempted to build spirit decks a bunch of times, there's a few things that spirits do. There's, like, a sort of subset that's the spirit slash arcane stuff. This is from the original Spirit Cares About Things mm-hmm. in um, Kamigawa Block. The way original back when. Kamigawa Block. Block. Yes, the block structure. <laughs> block structure. Block structure. Um, the, in that block there was things that cared about arcane spells, which was a subtype of instance. Yep. And there were, or oh, maybe sorceries uh, as well. I there, think they were just sub of, of sorceries as well. Okay, sub of sorceries. You yes.
0: can splice some things oh, onto arcane spells that's so you can right. cast splice can, onto
1: arcane is like another thing yeah, yeah you can
0: splice onto that'd be a cool mechanic to revisit. Yeah. anyway so, so on.
1: there's like a, a subset that care about casting spirit slash arcane spells that's fair mm-hmm. there's a there are like valid commanders that care about spirits dying there's like a little bit of a thing of spirits going to the graveyard well, like and
0: triggering stuff Kakusho um, yeah. is like a really good example so of this so again
1: the OG Kamigawa cares about that kind of a stuff and they've added support for those kinds of decks what they have what haven't done is cover everything else that spirits have done since then. Like across the multiverse. Well, yeah, because spirits pop up pretty frequently and yeah. they very frequently do the same things. They care a lot about tapping stuff mm. and they care a lot about flash. So what I want to see is oh, yeah. I want to see a blue-white commander. I don't care if it's not itself a spirit, though it would be nice if it was, that cares about maybe flash tapping stuff, maybe even ETBs into the battlefields. Mm-hmm. Maybe it enhances ETBs in some ways. I'm not saying print another fucking Panharmonicon-style <laughs> thing. We don't need that. <laughs> We've but- already
0: got another one from um, Eldraine, the blue uh, enchantment. He- Oh ETBs. Yes, yeah, yeah. They just printed that and that yeah. like, it's got
1: like the adventure one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need any more of that. But like maybe it says like when the spirit ETBs do this, you know, something like that. Enhances mm. the ETBs. And cares about the spirit type. Yes. Yeah. And, and or flyers. It doesn't have yeah. to care about flyers because spirits already have flying. Flying is already very good. You don't need to buff that so much. But yeah, I want a, a commander that cares about some combination of tapping things, flash and ETBs. Sure, sure. Specifically for spirits. And I just feel like the ones we have so far, so th- for reference, the ones that I've been looking at and have tried brewing before, there's Millicent, which is the one from uh, Crimson Vow Commander, I want to say, cares yeah. about um, your spirits dying, being put into the graveyard. There
0: was another face commander from one of the commander products that also... Rayna, I, I think, from
1: um, Ka- Kaldheim cares about casting things from exile. It basically yeah. was a foretell. It was a foretell deck first and, and it a spirit made, deck
0: second. And it made spirits when you cast spells from exile, Yes, right? yeah, it did. Right.
1: but. But that deck, again, this is like the 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 support is there. Like it's making spirits, it's doing spirit things, but it's not supporting the spirits you want to play. I've talked about this before, but like I don't like when you build a deck that cares about a creature type, but doesn't want that type in the deck. You know what I mean? Like mm. the, I've talked about this a few times before about um, Kaikar. Winds Fury, right? This is the one that says whenever you cast a non-creature spell, make a spirit, sack a spirit, add red. I really liked this deck.
0: It's a really- I really liked how you built this deck.
1: It's a really, really cool deck, but the thing is, it cares about casting non-creature spells. So actually, the best version of a Kaikar deck doesn't play spirits in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you can't build a spirit deck out of it because you're not going to include 25-30 spirits in there because that's actually making your deck worse. Yeah,
0: the thing that I noticed, we've talked about this before with your Karkar deck, was the thing that happened when you realized what the commander did for the deck yeah. was too good and it meant that you should lean into it more mm. and you took all the spirits out. That's yeah. what happened and you took it apart because you were like, this isn't the deck I wanted it to be and mm. it's now like an instant speed storm off deck. Yeah. That's and not it's, what I care about. And it's not what
1: I said out to build, no. either. I set out to build a spirit deck and yeah, I still haven't found the right commander for it. The closest I've gotten is actually the partner with from Commander 2020, I think that it is Rhoda and Timon. One I of them... I think I've
0: seen this. This is They actually reference spirits on them, right? They...
1: One of them... No, no. They care about tapping stuff, which is why it could work. Right. One of them says at the beginning of um, combat... the beginning of each combat, tap up to one target creature an opponent controls. Sure. Which is great. It's like a five-mana body. The other one's like four-mana and says whenever a creature and a, an opponent controls becomes tapped and isn't being declared as an attacker, I believe is what it says on there, put a plus on counter on it, and it has vigilance. Oh, that's pretty good. So you kind of build like a Voltron-y kind of thing, but because it cares about tapping stuff, yeah. you can kind of go for down the spirit route. But I again, just... n- neither of these cards say spirits on them. Yeah. You know?
0: I also just hate partner commanders that both cost like five mana each. That was the problem I had when yeah. I built
1: it, is it was like this deck works if I draw really good one, two, and three drops cast my commanders on time and never have them removed. And it's like, that's the glass cannon. We've well, talked about that on the podcast before. <laughs> every
0: commander deck works well if you, if that happens, yeah, right? right? So it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that. problem. I, I feel like spirits are so frequently visited on every plane, every yeah. set that you could easily find the type of creature Spirit yeah. to put in a deck. We just need that legendary creature to make it work.
1: Yeah. 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 It's close. It's really close, but it's just that one cut kind away. Of mm.
0: Speaking think. of spirit, uh, types. Yes. I have a type that I've always wanted to build around. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about because I've talked about it be- with you before. I think I do. Phoenix type. Yeah. I love phoenixes, just like in general. I think they're a sick mythical creature. The fact that they die, come back to life, I think it's this symbol of rebirth. I think it's really cool. If anything, I'll probably end up with
1: a tattoo of a phoenix at some point. Yeah. I think it's really cool. But they if- demonstrate, like, they're one of those things that has ported across from like mythology into magic so seamlessly because they've nailed the flavor. Yes, well, they
0: they die and come back. Yeah. And they usually come back fiery, hasty, come back in tapped and attacking. Yeah,
1: like, they care about instanced sorcery so like yeah. most most really good phoenix decks care about you like bolting stuff and it's like how cool that a phoenix rises from fire Yeah, you know. That you is... have to
0: burn to get the phoenix back. It's
1: so cool. Yeah
0: I think the flavour of phoenix is incredible the, the problem is there are only two legendary phoenixes phoenix, phoenix eye? Phoenixes <laughs> Fe- phoenixes. Phoenixes. It's phoenixes right? <laughs> yeah, That's right. yeah, probably but I'm assuming so. It doesn't matter most of <laughs> but there's only two legendary phoenixes uh-huh. that exist There's, yeah. there's one called Athori, Sun's Glory But that actually cares about the rebel creature type Oh, well, that's it's, that's that's a write-off We're not going to
1: play that now phoenix it thing It
0: literally like gives you two-two rebels uh-huh. And all that kind of stuff So it's yeah. not actually going to build a phoenix deck There is another one called Cyrix um, S-Y-R-I-X Carrier of the Flame For two red and a black It's a 3-3 with flying and haste uh-huh. Love that for a phoenix Yeah at the beginning of each end step, if a creature card left your graveyard this turn, target phoenix you control deals damage equal to its power to any target. Then it says, whenever another phoenix you control dies, you may cast Cyrix from your graveyard. So, firstly, okay. I've looked at this commander a bunch. Yeah. I've been kind of pining over this commander for a while. I think it came out in Nuka Penna. Yeah, Nuka Penna. Yeah. Um, and I've been pining over it for a while. The problem is, all the phoenixes that exist uh-huh. are like... Two or three power. Maybe
1: four. Uh, So the
0: whole, that line of text where you're like trying to burn with powerful phoenixes doesn't work. Yeah. But I can see that it's so close. It's so close. It's so close. You can
1: see they probably set out and were like, we don't want to make it too strong. Mm. We don't want to make a commander that nobody likes playing against. And in the process, they probably just slightly underpowered it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, though. It's really
0: cool. And I've tinkered with it a few times on Moxfield to see if it's possible. The problem is, there's only like, I think there's like maybe four. 40 or something actual phoenixes yeah. within the colours.
1: I wonder whether it would have been viable if they included white. I feel like there's there's a couple of maybe. phoenixes in like
0: red, white. Well, Orthi, the rebel one, the, the rebel re- type, is, is, is Boros. Yeah, I wonder red, if,
1: white. maybe if they just made it Mardu. Like the exact same line of yeah. text and had white in there. Yep. There'd be more ways to reanimate. There'd be more ways to... Put stuff in the yard. But also, and- I
0: just really like a commander that cares about this, like, burn and reanimate a strategy. Yeah. So, like, a, a commander that would say, like, you know, at the beginning of your end step, if you've dealt five non-combat damage to an opponent, mm. return a phoenix from your graveyard. And it also says whenever a phoenix enters, do something. So, you can, like, yeah. kind of loop reanimate stuff. Then it could be like a kind of cool aristocrats
1: non-token
0: sack your phoenixes yeah. to get value out of them.
1: And incentivizes you to, like, we talked about the flavor of the burn mm. and and phoenixes coming from the burn. I like the idea of non-combat damage being involved in the phoenixes there. Because that's yeah. missing on this, um, on uh, Cyrix, right? Yeah.
0: I think you could also, like, do something where you could reanimate another creature from your graveyard and... And it is like a kind of Scarab Goddy type thing. Oh, it makes
1: something into a
0: Phoenix. Turns it into like a 3 3 Phoenix with flying. So it oh, makes okay. it base power toughness 3 3 that gives it flying.
1: Sort of solves the problem that we run into with types that aren't that supported because of, there's of only, like, if there's, there's only like only 20 like 30 something Phoenixes yeah, in and total. So probably most of those are bad, or yeah. maybe half of those are not playable. So yeah, you, they might need that little bit of support by having a card that makes more of them. Mm. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right. What's next on your Christmas wish
1: list? Um, <laughs> a new bike. It's <laughs> it's more creature types. Of course, this one's kind of the the anti-creature type deck.
0: So it cares about not having the same creature type on field. Yes. So they've right. done this with Volo, right? They've oh, done. Yeah, they
1: totally did. This Volo Guide to Monsters, I think he's called the it, Simic one. That's like whenever you cast a creature spell, if it doesn't share a creature type. With a creature card on your battlefield or in your graveyard. You make a clone of it, right? You make a token Token copy copy. of it. That's so cool. That does it, but it's in Simic. I want like a five color to be honest thing mm. I just like realized there's like they've printed quite a few cards now and I, I've done some scryfall searches for this and I've built the, the sh- very very bare bones shell of what this deck might look like there are a lot of cards that say like non-human non-angel oh. non-frog on them non-juggernaut
0: you're so right I actually just thought of a, a card that I recently took out of my Lieser Shroud of Dust deck because I misread it so hard mm-hmm. it's the it's the Boltland from um, Zendikar Rising. Oh, the white one. It gives it makes a bunch of angels, makes
1: two angels with vigilance, and non angel creatures you control gain indestructible until your next turn.
0: Correct. Why non angels if know. you make angels? <laughs> it's like that's such a weird, like the angels coming down to save you kind yeah, of thing. Like, yeah. I get that theme, I get it, but like that's such a weird line of text. But mm. a deck that kind of would play on that
1: would be yeah. really cool this is like the anti typal typele. like I've talked about the typele typele oh, like the deck before. type decks yeah and... where people like play like Captivating Vampire and then a bunch of Changelings and like steal yeah. stuff because that cares about vampires I'm, I'm saying the opposite right like all sure. these different cards they've, they've balanced by saying non-frog non-human on them to make them a little less busted if you had all of them in the one deck I like and it and a commander that cared about all these different creature types that you're playing they could be kind of sick how would you how would you word it like like, maybe a, I think the Volo wording works, but I, I don't like clones. I think clones are a bit boring. Making token copies and yeah. stuff.
0: Maybe it's like if you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type amongst creatures you control. It's the yeah, same yeah, as Volo. Yeah. You draw a card... Like, just to get, like, a draw engine going? Yeah, the draw
1: engine in the command zone might make it fine. Because, like,
0: it is a very low-powered deck because it's a bunch of... You're trying to run a bunch of cards that synergize with each other because they don't synergize with each other. So it's a bit of a weird line to walk.
1: Do you just want to give it
0: a bit of incentive or a bit of...
1: I think card draw would be good. I think it wouldn't be quite there with just card draw. Maybe, like, a line of text that says, like... This is just, like, completely spitballing. But, like, at the beginning of combat on your turn target creature you control like gains a creature type of something else or like loses oh, yeah. a creature type. Like maybe it's like loses all creature types until end of turn. So you then you can make do it like weird... anti-creature type. Thing. Yeah, so like if you have that thing that cares about like non-humans and you've got like your human on the board, then it could be like, okay, I'm going to make this not human till end of turn. Do the weird non-human thing. Mutate. Oh, Mutate onto the cool. non-human creature now.
0: That'd be weird. That'd what that'd about a static ability on the commander that Uh says something like creatures you control get plus one plus one for each creature. They don't share a type with on your battlefield. Like the
1: anti-coat of arms. Anti-coat of arms. That's fun. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sweet. I reckon this has to cost Wooberg. I think yeah. this has to cost... You have to be in all colors to make this viable. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, having played a couple of commanders now that actually cost Wuburg to cast, like white, blue, black, red, green, it's very restrictive. Yeah. You have to ramp really well. Your, your mana base has to be really good. Your you commander's usually well. not
0: coming out until turn five or turn six. Unless Sometimes later. Unless you're doing the perfect turn two ramp to color yeah. fix, then it comes out on turn four. But yeah, 99% of the time, Wuburg commanders are coming out on later five. than that yeah. yeah
1: yeah so yeah I think if this cost Wooberg we'll I, I like that line of text a lot actually yeah. yeah draw a card when things you know do the volo thing but draw a card yeah. and then yeah creatures get buffed by how many creatures they don't share a type with that's sweet I would so build that deck
0: this could be a really cool Ikoria thing to revisit I reckon oh yeah because yeah. that Ikoria. also
1: has like so many different well they're beasts they had like, monsters di- and monsters and dinosaurs stuff. and cats mm. and everything so they, That'd be cool. that would be fun I All like right. that
0: another not typal deck to move away from it on okay. my wish list mm-hmm. would be a commander that cares about clones. Now I'm not saying like a clone commander because we got mm. Sakashima already. Yeah. It's just the objectively best one.
1: It makes you so you can clone legendary creatures. It's, it's great. also
0: got partner so you can slap another commander in the command zone. It's incredible. Yep. We've also now also got um, the master
1: multiplied which I think oh, is super cool. It I says, saw this. It cares about clones right?
0: Yeah well yeah it says the legendary rule doesn't apply to tokens you control. That's right. But he has myriad so the whole idea yeah. of it is that you make a bunch of myriad tokens and then the busted line of text and this is why this commander costs 6 is effects can't make you sacrifice or exile tokens right
1: so the myriad line of text normally is for each opponent other than the one you're attacking create a token copy of this creature attacking that Mm -hmm. opponent yep sacrifice them at the end of combat
0: so the whole point of this commander is that you swing with the master make two tokens of him Uh they stay because
1: the legend rule doesn't apply to them and then you don't sacrifice them because you can't sacrifice tokens super sweet the
0: wild thing is as well the tokens also have myriad so next turn you're exponentially (gasps) growing the master i never clocked that yeah that is busted i've kind of want to build it as yeah, well but like that's the th- very you the thing that i'm talking about and the thing that i want because that already exists uh-huh. what i want is a commander that cares about you cloning stuff not right. like of your own stuff i would like it to care about your other your opponent's stuff oh. so like a commander that says like creatures you control that share a name with a creature an opponent controls get flying or get yeah. like get a buff of some kind Because I think it, or maybe like at the end step, if you control a creature with the same name as an opponent, draw a card. Or maybe Mm -hmm. it's like for each creature you control with the same name as an opponent, draw a card.
1: Yeah. There's
0: also like cards like Evil Twin, for example, that's like a clone but you can tap Evil Twin because it gives it the additional ability to tap and destroy something with the same name. Yeah. I would love if Very you could like... Very fun But imagine like flickering Evil Twin and just like yeah. cloning your opponent's stuff and slowly killing everything. I think that'd be sweet.
1: I think so too. I reckon the commander we can use as a starting point here for this deck... Mm. is um, John arenicus I've never one. heard of this. Okay, this is from Boulder's Gate. Again, underrated set. So good. Yeah. Um, Why we blue... gave a box away. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> two blue black. It's a 3-3 elf wizard. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent gains control of up to one target creature you control. Put two counters on it and tap it. It's goaded for the rest of the game and it can't be sacrificed. Wow. Whenever a creature you own but don't control attacks, you draw a card oh i'm thinking this but kind of the inverse right Of like Mm. you if you have tokens like something like you know beginning of combat or nsep or something if you have a creature that shares a name with a creature your opponent's control do this thing that's cool you know and then like like this idea goad or something like there's something there
0: there's definitely something there do you want to know why i really want this is because this would be a great place for the new Doctor Who card, Psychic Paper. <laughs> I think that card is so unplayable in Commander, but I think the card itself is sick. For those that don't know, Psychic Paper, it's an equipment when when you equip it to a creature, you choose a name yeah. of a creature uh-huh. of magic, yeah. any Garth One-Eye, uh-huh. uh, Razeketh, foul yeah. whatever you want, and the creature has that name. It doesn't do anything else no. really, but it's a really <laughs> weird card. It The things that I've noticed it does is get around Pithing Needle. I think that's <laughs> sick.
1: That's fun. Um,
0: but also it just would make stuff that it would be a really cool thing if your commander cared about your creatures having the same name as mm. an opponent's creatures.
1: Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be fun. 100%. 100%. Um, my last request on my Christmas list is back to the commander creature types again. Shocker. I feel <laughs>
0: like I did one. I'd got like Phoenix type, and you're like, what about like a spirit type,
1: a non typal type? Yeah. a
0: type this and type that. What what type are we on now?
1: I I just I want a more interesting goblin commander. I've there are built like so many There are so commanders. many, but there's so so many of them are so linear. I've built Krenko Mob Boss before. That yeah. one is far and away. The the most linear it just says, if I keep my, my Krenko on board, I win basically yeah. taps to make a number of goblins equals a number of goblins you control. You just exponential growth. Yeah. It goes nuts. I built war the raid mother. That was a really fun spell slinger deck. Didn't really care very much about goblins, um, I'm probably about to build Grenzo Dungeon Warden. The one that cares about the bottom of your library. Yeah. Sick. I reckon I that'd like be fun because that. that actually cares about the number of creatures in your library. So mm. actually that actually wants goblins in the deck. But the the thing that I want is a goblin commander that doesn't make a ton of goblins like Krenko does, but cares about how many goblins you have. Sure. So I'm imagining like sort of like a Jetmere style effect. You know how Jetmir's got like different effects depending on how many creatures you control it's like if you have 3 creatures they oh, yeah, get they plus 1 plus 0 and they get Vigilance and then 6 creatures plus 1 plus plus so they get Trample yeah. and then like 9 creatures they get plus 1 plus 0 and have like Double Strike and Trample and whatever there's
0: actually a really viable CDH build around Jetmere it's just hate bears I can just believe a it a ton of hate bears and it, it ends you, the game yeah you build up a big enough board and lock enough opponents out that you just beat face it's
1: just so good as an overrun effect So I'm not saying as strong as Jetmere but like goblins want to go wide and I'm so shocked we haven't yet seen a commander that cares about how many goblins you have I just I so badly want to see it I'm thinking maybe it has to be red Probably mm. black is the next color I would add, but I'd love to see like a jund goblin. Yeah, commander. well like what the Raid Mother would. What would go in yeah. there. You also get access to like um Vexing Shusha is a cool oh, yeah. like goblin card. There's a couple of other like green red goblins. Oh, goblin and is really yep. sweet and so green red. So green red spells cost one less. They've done green red a sick. few times. I just I, I want to it to care about what goblins do. This is very similar to my problem with spirits, right? Like there are commanders that theoretically care about this creature type, but I don't think they care about what the creature type wants to. Do, I also know? think it's a
0: bit of a flavor thing as well. You yeah. want it to be a flavorful, like you could run Hilda of the Ice Crown or whatever it is for your Spirits spirit deck. deck that taps a bunch of stuff. It cares and, about things being tapped, but, but it's not a spirit. It Hild- doesn't say spirit Hilda's on there. Hilda's like the queen from Wicked, uh, Wizard of Oz, yeah. not Wizard of Oz. Um, w- *Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe* is the one that <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I don't think it's flavorful enough. No. I, I just thought of an uncommon creature uh-huh. which realizing you could make a PDH deck around this one uh-huh. if you wanted to. There you go. But it would be mono black, which kind of sucks looking that at it. Sack. But it's Slingan Lieutenant. Oh, Have you seen this card?
1: This is the one that when you sack goblins, you deal damage. Yeah, right?
0: it has a free sack outlet for goblins, which yeah. thinking about it maybe not so good in the command zone <laughs> yeah, too I strong feel, maybe maybe just making this a legendary would be bad because you've also got like pestilent goblin which has oh, persists goes in, yeah if just, you just add one
1: a, thing of adding counters when they ETB you go infinite alright yeah, maybe yeah. a version of this yeah, yeah, for yeah, a legendary like creature this, yeah. but the
0: slingan lieutenant ETBs makes two goblins and then you can sack a goblin to ding someone for one and you gain one yeah it's also a 4 mana 1-1 one, one. I actually think that's kind of flavorful for, for a commander ones. like it's a it has a powerful effect on it but a tiny little Little body. Yeah, But it can do some strong stuff if you paired it with good goblins. I'd
1: love to see like a five mana goblin that cares about like goblins being sacked or ideally I think goblins being tapped. I think goblins want to go fast and go wide. And swing and go have yeah. haste. I want to see a yeah. goblin that says something like, you know, when um, six goblins you control become tapped, goblins you control get plus four plus oh until end of turn. That'd be sick. Like, you know. Or like you could just use the pack tactics
0: mechanic. Do you remember that mechanic from, I think it was the original Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. Right. There was like a pack tactics. If you attack with a creature, or if you attack, when you attack, if you're attacking with Six or more power. I oh, creatures you
1: control total power six or more. Yeah, then, then you, you get do a the best... pack tactics thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that. And I...
0: pack tactics is super flavorful for goblins as That's well. That's true. So...
1: They do they do chase around yeah. in a pack. It's true.
0: All right. Look, with the amount of product Wizards of the Coast is producing, surely there is something out there for everyone, but sometimes not. The beauty about our format being unsanctioned is that at the end of the day, it's all for fun. So if you'd like to have a go at templating your own commander, like Walt and I have done a pretty Okay, job of. I was going to say bad, but we're actually all right at it. You did the Thrifty Thursday incarnate one pretty well. It's true. Um, Go for it. And hey, maybe the design team at Wizards of the Coast just might hear our wishes and answer them or read our minds and create one that I was already thinking of. (laughs) So, Space Space. Commanders, Command Command Received. received. Sorry, I went very off script on that uh, Command Received there, I apologise. making
1: me laugh at the very end, it (laughs) threw me a little bit. Lots of the listeners out there, do you feel commanded? Which mechanics and commanders do you want to see in Magic's future?
0: Yeah, and you can tell us in a plethora of ways. Twitter, Instagram, threads, at GetCommanded on all of those platforms. But the best way to talk to Walt and myself and other members of our community who I imagine are going to have their own wish list after this episode comes out
1: hundred percent is
0: on discord as the greensboro commander community server so it's in the show notes jump in there and chat with us and other members of our playgroup
1: yep for sure and of course this show could not exist without the support of our patrons over on patreon so definitely check that out it's linked in the show notes we'd like to thank our patrons Stella tam fuzzy and bottomless potamus and we'd also like to make a very special shout out to fletcher cutting who supports us in the space commander tier you are the best you are the best fletcher and you know who else is
0: the best Palms Off Gaming, That's sponsor of this podcast. Look, these guys are, as you know, because we talk about them all the time, creators of some incredible deck boxes, sleeves, binders, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you go to palmsoffgaming.com.au forward slash hashtag get commanded you're going to get 10% off your purchase mm. when you go to that link. It also supports us at the same time, which is really, really nice. But they've just released, like as this episode is coming out, I think it's like a week ago that they've mm-hmm. released them, the new blackout uh, sleeves that uh, they've yeah. got.
1: These are the ones that we got a little bit in advance. So we actually yeah. have, have played with these a bit. This is what- A bit of product testing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my, um, the Thursday Incarnate deck, for those of you who remember mm. from Thrifty 100 a little while ago, is in these sleeves. My CDH,
0: Niv Mizzet Perun, deck really also, yeah and i put i put niv in these sleeves when we got the sleeves so, so like
1: a couple months ago now yeah and
0: they are still super clean super nice. strong great shuffle feel no cracks and they're like i think they're like 15 on the site before our discount applies so, so, they're, so.
1: they're not going to set you back very far and that is a that is a high praise from james to have put his very expensive CD8 my baby deck, in deck. There. So, so that you, is uh palms dot au forward slash Hashtag get commander. Check them out. Get some sleeves. For sure. Well, that's all the magic stuff, I reckon. So we better planeswalk mm. out of magic into somewhere else think it's my turn. I think so.
0: We've been recording a lot recently and it's all out of whack so <laughs> just you, you go for it. What, what, I will what have go. you been doing? <laughs> what have you been up to? Um,
1: I've planeswalked here before but I'd like to planeswalk back because it's completed now. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Ah, you I finally, finally finished, finished it. Finished it. The, this is
0: the original Breath of the Wild, not Tears of the Kingdom. No. Because
1: Walt the... plays video <laughs> games. Out of order. Out of order and very slowly. Yes, <laughs> it's true. I, um, yeah, I finished it. I, it was a little bit uh, anticlimactic it's so a,
0: underwhelming the final battle right
1: i'm such a completionist and i had like gone to i reckon like 95 percent of the shrines already so i had 95 like, percent i reckon i looked up how many like i would need to visit that i hadn't already i think it was like eight or something wow so there's like a hundred or, some, or something or something how many game. Korok seeds did you have um a lot. <laughs> yeah, the
0: core exceeds. I got so... Like, I'm the opposite of you. If, mm-hmm. we, if me and you were to play Breath of the Wild co-op, yep. I would piss you
1: off so much. Because I'd be imagine. like, come on,
0: let's go, let's go, let's go. And you're like, wait, wait, there's this rock I haven't picked up yes. yet.
1: <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere I went, I think that was the thing I loved so much about the game, is it incentivized exploration, right? Like, so much of the things mm. that would make your character stronger and would, like you yeah well straight up would make your character stronger yeah you were only and... found by exploring like you have to go find mm. that shrine when you see it, it goes bleep, 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 yeah. on your what map. was that i it's need like, to find it <laughs> yeah i gotta find it right now the korok seeds same thing yeah yeah i really enjoyed all of that i i definitely over prepared for ganon i had the barbarian armor which i went and found the full set of And then I was, I spent, poor Electra was watching the whole time. I spent like the last- What a trooper. Of the last like three hours that I played at Breath of the Wild, maybe even like five hours, about 80% of it was spent just fighting Lynels because I had to get Lynel horns to upgrade the barbarian armor. I was way over level. I got the whole set of armor to to the third level, which is the second highest and was like, maybe I need to get to the fourth. And Electra was like, I think you'll be fine. Let's go fight Ganon.
0: I mean, I fought Ganon on my second playthrough of the game uh-huh. when I was getting ready for Tears of the Kingdom I was like I'm going to try and just speed run it yeah. not professionally speed run it because no. I'm not that kind of Im- insane person <laughs> but I was like I'm just going to try and play the story as quickly as possible yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did all four Divine Beasts and when I got to Ganon I maybe had like a meal prepared I had uh-huh. like one food I had maybe like plate armor that I found in the castle on the way there <laughs> and a couple of sticks still in my sword inventory. Oh my God. And I still beat it. Yep. So like you were going in to a, a knife fight with a military grade jet. Yep.
1: Like, Straight up, I had like every weapon that you'd possibly want to have. All my armor was like completed. I had like ten like meals that would give you plus eight hearts. Ridiculous! I was way over prepared, but it was it was a really really fun game, and um, I'm so happy that I picked it up. Honestly, I've owned. Are you this- gonna play Tears of the Kingdom? I will. I don't think I'll play it yet. It's I,
0: still pretty pricey as well. I think it's yeah. still like 80, 90 bucks. This
1: is the benefit of playing games about three years after <laughs> releases. You can pick them up for about half price, especially when the next game in a series comes out and everyone's like, well, no one's going to want this anymore. Um, Breath of the Wild, 50% off. That's when I bought my copy of Breath of the Wild. Yeah,
0: I just did a recent uh, purchase as well. Well, it wasn't a purchase because it was free. Mm-hmm. Um. Arkham Knights just went onto the Xbox Game Pass and I just grabbed that. It's really expansive. I logged in being like, oh, it's going to be like the other Batman Arkham games and I'm going to understand it real quick. You can play as all four of them at any point in the campaign. You can play as Red Hood, Nightwing, Robin or Batgirl at any point and they all have separate skill trees they all have separate abilities so it's like playing four video games at the same time Jeez, it's amazing go download that
1: sounds great well that's all we have time for so we'll see you next friday for another transmission from the space commanders goodbye commander players